You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Tonight, we are over here in Jeremiah. Jeremiah and chapter number 8. We'll look at chapter 7 and chapter 8, but I'll give you our text, and I'll get there momentarily. In chapter number 8, the latter, the last three verses, the Bible says, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, we are not saved. Let me stop there, please. I have preached from that text. I imagine I don't. I don't look. I have all the messages there online, but I've. I've. I uh, uh, in the computer. I don't. I never look up when I preach there last. But I don't know if I've ever preached this in the summer. I'm, I'm almost positive I've always preached it in the fall, getting ready for the fall. And the Bible says the harvest is past. The Summer is ended. In, I know summer doesn't come till when? June 21st, and I know it's later in the year that the, it goes away, and we have, summer doesn't end on, on September 1st. But I always think summer is, is June, July, and August. September 1st, we go back to school. That's 104 days from today. What you do and what I do in the next 104 days is gonna bring us to the point where we look in 104 days from now and say, the, the summer has ended. The summer's over. Now you're gonna to have to determine what you wanna accomplish with this summer. I, I mentioned, I'm not preaching this verse, but I mentioned this morning to the teenagers that there's 104 verses in the book of Philippians. I, I, I hope I'd be disciplined enough. I'd like to do this. If I could make a card starting tomorrow, three by five, and say Philippians 1, 1, and on the other side, print the verse and read it 10, 12, 14, 15 times tomorrow. And then the next day, when there's 103 days left, Philippians 1, 2. You know, to memorize, all you have to do is Say it 10, 12, 13 times. Take it with you at the stop sign and pull it out. And say, Paul, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just read the verse aloud. And thinking as you're reading, and then read it again. And the next day if you could read it and then go to the next verse. And just keep reading it. But there's 104 days. You know that if we wanted to. Because all of us are smart enough. You're intelligent people. If we wanted to, we could memorize the book of Philippians this summer. That would have been a good place to say amen. But you don't say amen because of me too. I'm wondering, can I do that? Can I really say amen and say, I think I'm gonna do that? Uh, you know, it's amazing how some things are so simple, but then they become overwhelming. I just want to throw that out because the summer is soon going to be ended. 
the Bible says the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of my daughter of my people recovered? In order to understand the condition of these people, I'd like you to go back to chapter seven. In chapter seven, and as you turn to seven, verse one, chapter seven and chapter eight go together. And if you can listen on purpose for a few moments, I think we could pull it together and get a plan of attack for summer of 2021. I don't want the summer to come to me. I want to go to the summer. I never want a month to come to me. I want to go to the month. I never want a week to come to me. I want to go to the week. I spend about an hour to an hour and a half every week at the end of the week planning the next week. I want to go to the week. I want to accomplish something in that week. I want to know what I'm supposed to do in the next week. And I want to do the same in summer. I want to make sure that this summer has some goals, some ambition, some desire. That I'm going to see some things accomplished. I want some great things accomplished. The children of Jeremiah's day, they were so wicked. God's people had backslidden to an awful state. And God says, here's what I want you to do, Jeremiah. I want you to go to the house of the Lord. I don't want you to preach to the Bidenites. I want you to preach to the Christianites. How is it that we're so worried about Washington, D.C. and Sacramento, but we're not concerned with the house of God? And so he went, and he's supposed to stand in the gate, uh, stand there. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye Judah, that entered in at these gates to worship the Lord. You see, they kept going through the routine of worship. They kept doing what they're supposed to do. But we're gonna find in these two chapters, they were godless. They went to church, but notice what the Bible says. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. God allows us to have adversity so we can get right with his house. Look what he says in verse four. Trust ye not in lying words. And here's what they said. The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. They were full of hypocrisy. Oh, God's house. Oh, God's house. Oh, God's house. But they had no regard for God's house. They were hypocrites. Isn't it easy for all of us to play the part? If we're not careful at times, we play the part. It might be being a good husband or being a good wife or being a good child or being a good Christian or being a good Sunday school teacher, a bus worker or a pastor. Notice what he says, and I'm skipping through these, verse number eight. Here was the condition. Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will he steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal? 
and walk after other gods whom ye know not and come and stand before me in this house that is called by my name say we delivered to do all these abominations is this house which is called by my name become a, a den of robbers in your eyes behold even I have seen it saith the Lord he said, you're playing a phony act. You're feigning yourself. And he said, you're coming here and, and, and you're worshiping other gods. And yet, let's just praise the Lord. It's hypocrisy. It's a stench in my nostrils. That's what the word abomination is. It stinks to God. Look at verse number 23. Obey my voice walking all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. Verse 24, but they hearken not. Their evil heart went backward and not forward. Verse 26, they, they, they hearken not unto me, nor incline their ear. They harden their neck. Verse 28, thou shalt say to them, this is a nation, that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor perceiveth, receiveth correction. Truth is perished and cut off their mouth. Now we go to chapter eight, and it's the same theme. He's dealing with the fact that, folks, it'd be so easy if you just get right with me. If, if you just get right. Notice what he says in <coughs> chapter five, verse number, uh, ch chapter eight, verse five. Why, I have that circled, why then is this people of Jerusalem slid back? By perpetually backsliding. They hold fast the seat and refuse to return. I hearkened and heard, but they, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> they spake not aright. <coughs> no man repented him of his wickedness, saying, what have I done? Everyone has turned his course. <clears throat> Verse eight. <clears throat> How do you say we are wise and the Lord is with us? Verse nine, the wise men are ashamed and dismayed. Listen to this. Oh, this is so sad. And they have rejected the word of the Lord. Uh, look at verse eight. Let's go back. We, we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us. They made a poor assessment of themselves. I think I can tell you that you have probably done that. I know I have. I don't ever want to be that way. But if you ever understand who you are, we know that we're weak. We're frail. We're prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. We're prone to leave the path I love. I mean, let me ask you this, for example, and I know God bless you folks. I, I think I would, I, would, I would think I'd have more time than you would. But when I say more, I think more time with my walk with God. But, but how was your walk with God today? Or yesterday or the day before? Do you find sometimes that you have a walk with God and you look back and say, I really don't know what I read or prayed? Or Does that ever happen to you? Does it ever happen where you're praying? This happens to me from time to time, quite regularly, quite frankly. I'll be praying about a need. 
about this person or this situation or this family, and all of a sudden my mind begins to wander to other needs like that, but our situations like that, and, and I, I have to find myself, so I'll say, so, Lord, I'm so sorry, I wandered away. Maybe that just happens to me. But these people, they, they, they said, we're so wise. We love the law, we love the Lord. We're, we're okay, we're okay. You know, until we get honest with ourselves, we're not okay. The wise men, the wise men, verse nine, are ashamed and dismayed and taken, they, they, but they've rejected the word of the Lord. Verse 12, we're almost there. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? Hey, they were not ashamed, neither could they blush. So we get over to verse 20 and he ends this chapter. He has laid the groundwork how these people are just phonies. And you know, I wanna be very careful. I don't want anyone leaving here tonight. Good night, Wednesday night people, are you kidding me? You're the Sunday school people, Sunday morning people, the Sunday night people, the Wednesday night people, ladies' prayer, a soul went anything out on Tuesday morning and soul went in on Saturday and run the buses and you sing in the choirs and you work in the buildings and you tithe and you raise your hand for this. Uh, I, I, please, 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 I'm not attacking us. But what I'm coming to you tonight on the subject is this, don't waste these next 104 days. Don't waste them. September 1, you will walk on that Wednesday onto the other property and you'll have your little kindergarten or TK4 child go to the four-year-olds and go to the five-year-old. And you'll take your high school soon-to-be senior last year and you'll take that picture out front with whatever decorations they always have every year and you'll take your picture and you'll get in the car and begin to leave and th think, that was the last time I'll bring my, my, my child to opening day of school, elementary and junior high and high school. That was the last time they'll start and begin school. This summer's gonna fly by. I think of this summer, we've had one graduation a week go tonight. We still have kindergarten graduation, eighth grade graduation, High school graduation. This summer, in these 104 days, we'll have weddings. Though we don't know who or what, we'll undoubtedly have funerals. Uh, we will have youth camp beginning on May 31st. And we'll have youth conference here at the stadium. And they'll come from around the country. We'll have hot dog fellowships and we'll have, we'll have class activities in July 4th and, and which is on a Sunday and anniversary Sunday. And by the way, July 4th, that Sunday night is gonna be a grand, wonderful, wonderful evening. So will the morning. We'll have anniversary Sunday. On July 18th, this church will be 45. We'll have the school uniform sale. We'll have soul winning marathons. The softball league. Men's softball league is gonna be awesome. We'll have vacations, we'll have Sunday school promotion when you move to the next grade here in June. We'll have special music events. I mean, it's gonna be run those buses, go door knocking, Bible distribution. It's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting, but 141, 104 days are gonna be filled with a lot, a great amount of activity.
No, no, it's what the Bible says. The harvest is past. The harvest is past. The summer has ended. Soon, that summer is going to be gone. May I say several thoughts about this summer? One, don't waste the summer. I preached to the teenagers this morning from Joshua 24, 15, choose ye this day. It's all about choice. Are you going to waste the summer? I suggested to teenagers, I don't think if they normally get up at 6.30, unless they're juniors and seniors, they probably have full-time jobs, but I don't think they should be getting up really early, school age, school, school time. Maybe, maybe they could, you could let them sleep, parents, till 7 or 7.30, and little kids maybe to 8. But here's what you don't want. You don't want a high school senior rolling out of bed about 10.30, and then going to the kitchen and opening up the cupboard and getting his cocoa puffs. And then sit down with the window shades all closed and watch Leave It to Beaver until about 12 noon. And then get dressed and then play Atari for a couple hours. Or Nintendo. Or what'd you teach me this morning? So I know what it is, but I can't remember. What is it? PlayStation. They know what it is. And next thing you know, your mother's playing with you. Mothers don't follow their, their, their heiress ways. Don't go that way. And, and then you stay up all night long playing more PlayStation. Then the next thing you know, it's 1030 in the morning and you're eating your Cocoa Puffs or Lucky Charms, you 12th graders. I'm suggesting don't waste the summer. Mothers and dads, we believe around here that teenagers ought to get jobs. Now, you don't miss Sunday school and Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday, and you don't miss camp and you don't miss youth conference, but you could get a job. Boys, and I know it's illegal to work before you're 16. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But boys, you can be cutting lawns. Nobody, it seems like, wants to cut their lawn. They'll give you money to do it. I gave them some locations. and some, uh, There's a business nearby. I'd never go. You, I bought things out of that. I'm not going there. Uh, they used to have beautiful landscape. It is now just weeds and junk. If it's that way on the outside, I wonder what the company's like. It's probably dirty floor. I'm not going in there. Now, you can if you want. I'm talking about these boys could be mowing lawns. We've had boys, I can think of two or three, I can think of three, maybe four, that started lawn businesses and one sold his for tens of thousands of dollars. You fellas could start lawn business around here and do it right. Girls, I don't know all that girls could do, but I think they could, I think a girl with some ingenuity could begin a baking company and shipping things all over the country. And I know some that have had success with that. I said to the girls this morning, and I don't know if, if you let them babysit your child or how old that is, but I know it's very expensive. But a girl, her first diaper she changes should not be her own baby. Girls need to know how to change diapers. Girls need to make their brother, brother's bed. 
Let's try that one one more time. Girls need to be making their brother's bed. Train up your sister in being a good wife. And when she's old, she'll be thankful for it. Fellas, don't you, don't, don't. We talked about this in chapel, elementary. I made a cake with them this morning. Fellas, don't ever act like you know how to bake or cook anything. That's your wife's job. Oh boy, this is male chauvinist pig right here. Don't, I said, now fellas, you can learn how to barbecue or grill, but always play dumb. Most of you boys, that's not very difficult to do. Don't waste the summer. Don't waste the summer with this precious book, the Bible. Don't waste it. Figure out before tomorrow, tomorrow's 104, figure out before 100 days are left. Figure out where you're gonna read your Bible this summer. How you're gonna read it. What you're gonna study. Find out if you have maybe a commentary to help you along the way. Find out what you're gonna do with the Bible. Find out what you're gonna do with your Bible, uh, your prayer time. What are you gonna do with your prayer time? Where's your place? Where is the Bible calls it a Bethel? Where is your Bethel where you're gonna meet God and pray? Is it in a, is it in a, a little patio that you have off your condominium or your apartment out on the patio? Is it in the backyard? Is it in the shed? Are you gonna get up on the levee and ride a bicycle and go pull over somewhere and meet with God and pray and talk to God? You're going out to the salt flats? How much fasting are you gonna do this summer? Are you gonna fast one meal a week? One, for America, for freedom, for this church, for your pastor and his wife. Are you gonna pray for these kids? Are you gonna pray for these college young people and high school and grade school young people? Could you give one meal a week? Eat all the other 20, whatever they are, but miss one. Could you miss two a week or three? Could you do a Jewish fast, sun up to sundown? Could you fast? Could you pray? Could you read your Bible? Could you memorize? Can you take Philippians four chapters? 104 verses, 104 times as he's in the jail, he writes, Jesus, Lord, Christ, God, Father. No wonder why he says, I can do all things through Christ. In a jail cell, why his whole entire life focused around Jesus Christ in a jail cell. What are we gonna do about soul winning? What are we gonna do about soul winning? Getting the gospel, we are, we, we talked about some of us fellows today, we've been talking about, there, there are so many people, they're just, I don't know, I've never seen like, they're just open. Oh, I know you'll have some that are afraid to talk to you, I know that, but we have so many people, they've been even coming by this church and coming here as services and just been looking, just been looking. Everything's so depressing out in the world. They hear the singing sometimes or they see it online and they come. We have, we have listeners in this city that have never heard of KMBC radio and now through this COVID, they said we discovered, we play it 24 hours a day at our house. We're listening to the services. We have sent money and from this city, there's a hunger. People wanna know. 
passed the track the other night and I passed one the, 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 uh, this, a couple this week where I, uh, one, one fellow behind the counter, he he's he's uh, runs the store and he said, you know what, Pastor? I've been looking for a church. I need a church. I would say in the last week, I, I imagine that's, I've heard that same statement at least a half a dozen times. I've been looking for a church. I've been wanting a church. I know I need to get to church. Could we go sowing next two weeks from last night, Tuesdays, teen, teen sowing is going out. I don't know yet, Brother Russ, you're gonna meet on this property. I imagine one of the tents that will go out and those teenagers go on Tuesdays uh, instead of after school on Wednesday and they stop by the ice cream shop, it's half off normally for a scoop of ice cream and then they come back, it's a wonderful time. You know, parents, a lot of us ought to start going back out on Tuesday nights now. The pandemic is over. I mean, if you don't believe that, when you go into Burlington Coat Factory, I think I saw the sign, uh, the capacity is only 1,000 something. I mean, you go to Costco and you see a couple thousand people in the same store passing one another touching the same boxes. Hey friend, you're gonna, you're gonna how come it's, it's just a fearful place when you go inside or go to a church? I'm talking about we have an area, a world that needs the gospel. Some of you men ought to get your bus license. We need you right now if we're gonna be at full strength come this fall. You have 104 days to get your license. Call Brother Flood, call Brother Pusim, call somebody. I'm talking about don't waste the summer. Don't waste it spiritually. Don't waste it financially. Do you have any goals where what you're gonna pay down this summer? How much you're paying on the principal? What you're getting rid of? Such so a hit September, October, November, December, and you and you got everything off your plate and you're ready to go. My goodness, don't, don't run that charge card up and you gotta go on this vacation, that vacation. I'm all for vacation, but you gotta pay it off at the end of the month. Don't waste the summer. Secondly, don't get to September 1st when we're still wrong and not right with God. Look at verse 20. The harvest is past. The summer has ended. Here it is. We are not saved. It's not talking about salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. The cross had not yet come. What, were they, what, was, what was Jeremiah so interested they were saved? He wanted them to be saved from their wickedness. The whole summer's come and gone. And we're still not right with God. We're wrong with God. Don't waste the summer. Don't be wrong with God this summer. Thirdly, don't get to September 1st and you've created weariness for those that love you very much. Verse 21. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. Stop right there. Jeremiah says, you're hurting, but if you think you're hurting, I am really hurt. Uh, this summer, don't betray your marriage vows. 
Don't hurt that wife and don't hurt that husband. This summer, don't hurt your parents. Kids, you go to camp. If you're going to go to hurt your parents, if you're going to go to hurt your parents to youth conference, then don't go. One of the hardest things you're going to have to live with the remainder of your life is how you hurt your mom and dad. Don't come plan on coming waltzing back into school this fall if you've not been living right with God this summer. Don't hurt the people you love. I pray about my own life. I don't want to get to the end of my journey and hurt my grandkids and my children and my precious wife. I don't want to hurt the people of God in any area of my life. And Paul, uh, 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 Jeremiah said, I, I am hurt. I'm hurt. You've wearied me out. I'm, I'm so sad. What great heartache for your grandparents, for your mates, for your children, for your parents. Think. Think before we do any action that is foolish. I better close. September 1st is coming. Don't waste it. Don't waste these 104 days. September 1st is coming. Don't be wrong. When we get to September 1st, still don't be wrong. Be right with God. And don't weary the people you love. In verse 22, don't get to September 1st and you withheld healthy medicine from your life. What are you talking about? Verse 22. The Bible says, is there no balm, B-A-L-M? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Balm is an ointment. You recall in Genesis 37, I want to say it's verse 25, where Joseph's brothers saw him and, and they saw, a, saw him come and they saw that coat of many colors and they saw a pit. And the Bible makes it very clear in that pit there was no water. That eastern sun was baking there and, and they threw him in the pit. And the next verse said they saw the Midianites coming from Gilead and they brought frankincense and myrrh and balm from Gilead. Gilead was a region where they had trees where the resin would seep out and they would take that and turn that into a medicine, an ointment. And, and, and Jeremiah says, Gilead's always had medicine. They've always had a balm. Is there no balm? In Gilead, and the answer is, yes, there's medicine, but you have to take your medicine. My father-in-law, and it's not in hymn books, it's not been in hymn books for years. We used to sing it as young people in church, and it's based on a, a, a song that John Newton, who wrote Amazing Grace, how sweet, on his music. It, 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 there's a song and I can remember singing, I remember my father-in-law saying, that's my favorite song. There is a balm, B-A-L-M, 
in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal my sin-sick soul. Sometimes, stanza one, I feel discouraged and think my life's in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead. The second stanza, if you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus and that he died for all. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the wounded soul. You know, tonight, your soul's been so wounded. There's a balm. There's an ointment. This word is precious medicine to your soul. And may I say tonight, there is a balm in Gilead. It's a good balm. But I want to tell you about the best balm. It's Mount Calvary. And you can count on only Jesus can satisfy your soul. It's hard to believe that soon, we're going to say the summer, the harvest is past. The summer's ended. I was thinking with this text, Mrs. Fenera, I was thinking about the school harvest festival. I would think by then, we're going to leave this right here for a while. I know we'll use it once next year. I don't know if it'll be here the entire time because we're going to be like, what mean these stones? Once a year, we're going to come out to this parking lot and remember these days. But imagine by this summer sometime, we'll take all the tents down and put them in storage. We'll put all the, the chairs away and all the equipment. We'll probably leave these lights going. But when the fall festival comes, and it is something, the big barbecue, the big barbecue uh, contest, and we'll put the sides on the tent, and we'll have it where you can be warm inside, and the shucking the corn, corn, and the hay ride around the property. We now have a tractor. We won't have to rent one, and by then I think we'll have the motor rebuilt. And we'll pull you around in the wagon on the tractor. It's always so fun. The hay bales. And we always have banjos and fiddles. This police department normally comes and they judge the, 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 the barbecue. Oh, it's great. It is great. And you have all the jumps and you have the water tanks and you throw the ball. And every class has different booths set up. It, it is something. It is really fun. And soon we're going to say the summer's passed and now the fall has passed. And Christmas is coming. And 2021 is in the rearview mirror. I want to do my best to pledge to you tonight I'm going to make this summer count. Personally and for this church, I'm just going to do my best to make it count. When we get to the end of summer, don't look back. 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.